0: Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. Let's turn to Luke chapter 8. We're going to talk about the parable, uh, about the Word of God. And so in Luke chapter 8, Jesus is talking to his disciples. Uh, and he's telling them about the parable of the sower. And they are asking him, what does it mean? And so we're going go to go uh, to Jesus defining the parable of the sower. Uh, we're going to go to where he starts explaining to disciples you know, what all this means. So in verse 11, Luke chapter 8, verse 11. Now this is a parable. The seed is the word of God. And those beside the road are the ones who have heard, and the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart, so that they will not believe and be saved. And those on a rocky soil are the ones who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and yet these do not have a firm root. They believe for a while, and in the time of temptation, they fall away. In verse 14, and the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard, and as they go on their way, they are choked by worries, riches, pleasures of this life, and they bring no fruit to maturity but the seed in good soil those are the ones who have heard the word with a good and virtuous heart and hold it firmly and produce fruit with perseverance and now most of you are familiar with the parable and uh, the first soil there's the four soils and the first one a lot of you are familiar with the new King James or the King James gonna be on the uh, side of the road uh, and the birds come down to eat it because it, it can't do anything there's no there's no soil at all uh, and so there's the people that Hear the word of God, but they don't really understand it. They can't comprehend it. Now there's two reasons for that. Uh, one is we, the church, preachers, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, you know, evangelists. Uh, we got to do a better job of making sure that we can get the word across. Now that goes so far, but we need the Holy Spirit to bring understanding. You know, the verse says that no man will teach you. A lot of people think it means be a rebel and uh, we just go do it. We won, and uh, the Holy Spirit will guide me. We don't need submission. We don't need leaders. Uh, but really, it's the Holy Spirit who brings it to remembrance. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches us. In other words, gives us the comprehension of the Word of God. Without the Holy Spirit explaining the Word of God, uh, you really can't grab it. So the words preach, uh, and they hear it, and the devil comes, and it doesn't say he tries to take it. It takes away the Word from their heart, and they don't believe, uh, and they're not saved. And so, you know, the devil is, is watching, and, you know, he's waiting for people to hear it. And he comes, and he takes the Word. That's the first soil. And then the second, those on rocky soil <clears throat> are the ones who, when you hear it, uh, they receive the word with joy, and yet these do not have a firm root. For they believe for a while, and in time of temptation, they fall away. You know, they're not really grounded. In other words, they don't have roots of their own. Um, they live a lot on other people's faith, other people's stories, other people's testimonies. Uh, they travel, they go all around and just you know live on other people's experiences, and then they try to use that other people's experiences, other people's faith, other people's strength that they build in their spirit. Uh, and they try to use that to withstand the attacks of the enemy and uh, there's no root. And so when, you know, the storms come and, and you know, it, it just, it's easy to rip it up. I mean, there's, there's nothing substantial in there. And so the seed, the third soil, the seed that falls among the thorns, these are the ones that have heard it and they go their way. Uh, they're just choked by worries and riches and pleasures of life. And so the ones that they care a lot about this world, this one, you got to be careful how you talk about it, but, you know, like our president in this country and our elections and everything that's going on, I mean, it is important to a degree, uh, but our kingdom isn't here, and we're not staying here. This isn't where we live. I mean, we go home in heaven. We live uh, in the kingdom with Jesus forever. Our mind should be on the kingdom of heaven, and I understand that these things are important because we live here, uh, but we should understand that spiritual things move from spiritual warfare and spiritual weapons and so if we want to change the country, if we want to change what's going on, we need to pray. We need to seek, you know, God. We need to use spiritual things to move the supernatural around uh, what's happening in this country. It's not going to be the right president or the right leadership or the right this and that. It's going to take God. It's going to take a move of God. It's going to take us, His church, all of us. You know, a revival that uh, changes the hearts of men and women. Not a revival of, of just externals, but a revival that changes the hearts of men and women. And as you know, I mean, that comes from God. And so we want to make sure that we, uh, we press into God and understand that there's always going to be words here. I mean, there's always going to be things that, you know, stress us out and things to grab a hold of us. I and mean, bills and I go on alone. It's just depressing. But uh, there's always things here. Want to make sure that we stay heavenly minded. We say kingdom minded because really, that's who we are. Uh, the Bible says we're, we're just pilgrims passing by. This is not our home. And so I want to keep going. And then the, the good soil are the ones that have heard the word. You have a good heart. You hold it firmly. You got roots. Uh, you're grounded, and you you know you got your mind set on the right things, and it produces fruit. And and so most of us know this. We're very familiar with the four soils, the parable. Uh, and so I want to keep going with you because Jesus isn't done here. In Luke, uh, and also in Mark, he keeps going. And, and a little bit in Matthew, I want you to read this with me. In Luke chapter eight, verse sixteen, he says. And this is Jesus talking now, right? He says, No one lights a lamp and covers it with a container or puts it under a bed. He puts it on a said so that those who come can see the light. Now he's saying, why, why would you want to send you if the world's not going to see it? For nothing is concealed that will not become evident. For everything hidden uh, will be known and come to light. So everything. Listen to what he says here in verse 18. So take care how you listen. For whoever has, to him more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken from him. And in Mark 4, he explains a parable. And he goes down and he does the exact same thing. Uh, and he goes into the teaching. And he says, whoever has more will be given. In Mark 4:24, he says to them, take care what you listen to. By your standard measure it will be measured to you, and the more will be given to you beside. So he's telling them, take care of what you listen to. I, I, I love both of the ways he's telling us to the disciples, take care of how you listen, pay attention to what you listen, really engage in what you're listening to. And this is what we're going to talk about tonight. But we teach on the parables and we teach on the word and how it takes root. And a lot of people really do, and they take evaluation of their soil, and you should. It's super important. You've got to do that. But after you do that and you keep going down, Jesus says, we want to put this light out there for all the world to see, and we want everyone to see it. He says, so take care how you listen. And I preach this, for those who know me, I preach this all the time. I probably preach it more than anything, I think, consistently outside of freedom and deliverance things on those nature. But, you know, there's so much information. There's so much much information out there with you know even facebook live like i'm doing youtube there's teachers on every topic you can think of I mean, basically anything you want someone to make the bible say and i don't mean any disrespect by this but there's a teaching out there for it uh, and you know to challenge it and to to really you know press into the word of god and teach the truth you're not very popular because uh, there's only the teach that makes you sound like you're just being harsh or you don't you don't have compassion or you're not loving correctly or uh, all the different excuses we have out there. You're hurting my feelings or you're not listening to me. or not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, and, un- you know, sadly, truly, unfortunately, the Bible is the only truth. So we have an opinion, but truth is truth. And we have feelings, but truth is truth. Uh, and we have things that we want to hear, but truth is truth. And, and Jesus is truth. I mean, he is the only truth that we measure everything by. Now, you could have someone watching this who doesn't believe that Jesus is all truth. Uh, people believe in different religions. People don't believe Jesus is a the Messiah. They don't believe he's the Son of God. Uh, so even in saying Jesus is all truth, you'll have people argue that he's not all truth. So somewhere along the line, you've got to determine in your heart what you're going to believe as a Christian. Uh, and I personally believe all 66 books of the Bible. Uh, I believe it, you know, literal, I believe it is the Word of God. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe uh, that what he tells you he's serious about. And so when I read over this and I hear... Uh, you know we don't hide our lights, and everything become evident. And take care of how you listen. You know people teach take care of how you listen. Like prepare your heart when you're in church. Make sure you pray. Uh, make sure the Holy Spirit's guiding you. In other words, pay attention. Most sermons are 35, 40 minutes. If you listen to me, I, I preach. Uh, what people say long an hour, 50, 60 minutes at least. Uh, and so you know prepare your heart. You know don't be. It's a great teaching. I can't say it's a. Uh, it's maybe the most. A profitable part of teaching this verse but it is important nonetheless but what Jesus is saying is if someone taught you from what you're listening to about the four soils and you're comparing yourself uh, to these soils you, you really need to make sure that your teaching is correct that you got grounded in your teaching because when we do self-evaluation and we do our heart evaluation we do uh, an internal uh, you know going through all the stuff in us most people are going to do that based on what you were taught. And, you know, listen, for whoever has, to him more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. And so, you say, how come some Christians just seem like they prosper and it keeps going? And it, well, because they believe truth, and they're exercising truth, and they're living in truth. Well, how come it seems like some people, even what they think they have, is taken from them? Well, because if you listen to something that wasn't truth, if you didn't take heart to it, I mean... It doesn't matter how much you believe something, if it's not true, it's, it's just not true. And this is the importance of watching who speaks in your life. This is the importance of, I, I can't stress this enough, you know, who speaks into your life. Who are you allowing to talk to you? Who are you allowing to speak into your very being? Because you're building a foundation. Now, you're building a foundation of either uh, soil, that's on the, on the roadside, you're not really listening, you're building a rocky soil you're getting thorns, or you're getting you know good soil. You say, well, can teachings really affect that much? Abs- absolutely, they can. I mean, positively. You know, you you go in and you hear the word, and there's no requirements on your part to live your word. In other words, there's no like, look at your fruit, let's see what's going on in your life. You literally can sit in church for years and listen or hear, not listening. You can hear, and you don't nothing changes. And it, it doesn't do anything. It's like everything that happens, the devil comes and he steals the word from you, but you go to church every day. Well, it going to church is part of it, but we see here that you can hear the word of God and the devil will come, take it away. So there's gotta be more. James says, Show me your faith without works. You know, you, you you've you've gotta put something behind this. In other words, you can't just sit in your house or sit in your car or your work, or wherever you are, and just keep uh, quoting what you hear without it actually taking a root. I mean, this whole thing is about taking root in good soil. You're going to you have to get up and do something. So, you know, watch who you listen to. Because it's not just simply, let's just say it. We've got to do it. We've uh, Jesus is saying it this way. Why would you be a lamb and then put it on your dresser? Like, no nobody would do that. i got lights all around me. The reason they're here right now is so uh, shadows and my face lights up and so you can see me on the video. It wouldn't make any sense to cover these lights. So... We, we've got to get the word, and you got to do something with it. And then the soil, the rocky soil, uh, they hear it with joy. And, you know, th- there's so many times that the part of the gospel that's presented is joy. I mean, it's Jesus says, follow me, right? And people are like, yeah, we're going to follow Jesus. Uh, and then a young man says, let me go bury my dead. And Jesus says to him, let the dead bury the dead. I, I, that, I mean, that's that's not what I would consider to be a very comforting, kind word, or the rich man sell everything you have, everything you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. Or no one who puts their hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. I mean, Jesus says some very, very, uh, you know, harsh, challenging words. Uh, and so, when we hear the word of God and say, "Well, we're all joy," and, and yeah, it's it's got to be deeper than just. The, the elementary, or I just said the word, but like the elementary part of hearing the word. Like you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you got to let him strengthen you. you you've got to read your Bible. You've got to pray in the spirit. You've got to fast. You've got to uh, put him before things in your life. You, you, you got to put these things out there. You, you've you got rocks. You're, you're going to have to go through the field. When I was a kid, uh, when we would plow and stuff, we'd pick the rocks out of the field because they you know, knocked the plow up, and if the seed fell on a rock, it wouldn't grow. It grew beside it, but it wouldn't grow on the rock. And the birds would come eat it or, or just sit there. It would never germinate. It would never get in the soil. And so there was work to look out and have a great field. You could just sit there and talk about it, it was a great field. And you could plant it. But if you didn't do this, you had to go move the rocks. Are, are you still with me, right? And so the seed that fell in the thorns, you've you, you got to weed your garden. Like you, you've got to go through your house. You, you've you've got to get rid of stuff that you know is not good for you. Like, you know, and so many preachers, uh, you know, I I think they have great intentions. I really do. I I hope it's not intentional wrong or bad teachings, but it's easy to say that a a rose is beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Most people love roses and they have thorns. That is true. But that doesn't mean because a rose has thorns that you should be okay with a thorn bush growing in your rose garden. Like, it's never going to produce a rose. Yeah, but Jason has thorns. Yeah, but that, that doesn't mean that's ever going to be what the rose is. Are you following me? And so when you hear these teachings, that, uh, well, you know, I just want fire, even if it's strange fire. No, you, you don't want strange fire. You don't want familiar spirits. You don't want stuff that looks like a rose, but all you get are thorns. And a lot of people get, uh, and they, you know, they just chase after this stuff. And then they realize one day that, uh, you know, there might be one rose in your whole rose garden of, you know, an entire garden of thorns. Sure, it's relatable and you can say they both have thorns, and, but the one produces something and the other one's just a thorn bush. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing. And, and when we listen to teachings, when we listen to this stuff, it's so important that we actually have grounded teachings, even in the seed on good soil. You say, well, a good teaching about good soil. Yeah, but, but what's defined good soil? The, Jesus is saying the seed that fell in good soil. These are the ones that heard the word with a good and virtuous heart. With a good and virtuous heart. In other words, they got their insides right. They, they, uh, they got their heart right with God. Uh, they didn't just raise their hand and say, I do, then, then don't, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're living for God. Their, their heart's right, their motives is right. You know, it, it's something to hear a Christian talk about the different ways that they have an acceptance not acceptance uh this a different way that they have privileges that they're allowed to do uh, because they have a special relationship with god they don't have to love the way jesus loved they don't have to be kind like he did uh, they don't have to have the fruits of the spirit in their life you know because they prophesy or because they have a great teaching gift or signs and wonders or whatever it is that they don't have to have these things they don't need to sacrifice these things and when you, when you start grabbing those as teachings, and you and you listen to them, like Jesus is warning, take care what you're listening to. Like be careful what you're listening to, and you go to apply that, and the little bit you have is taken away from you, you say it doesn't make any sense. Well, because there are no exceptions. Jesus is our model, a, a period. He is our model. Uh, he fed the people. He was in the dirt with people. Uh, he slept in you know the barn. You know there was nothing in the end. Uh, he walked in the dirt. You know he. He sweat drops of blood. You know he had anguish. He wept. Uh, Mary was sad about her brother Lazarus. I mean, he had emotions. He was hunger. He I mean, he's, he's our example. He defended uh, the prostitute. He also corrected the Pharisees. He made a, a whip out of cords and drove out the money changers. I mean, he stood for everything that God stands for. The Father, and that is our example. So it doesn't matter to me if you're a prophet, apostle, a teacher, a preacher. Uh, You know, uh, evangelist, you work with the kids in school, whatever it is. There's never a you special thing with God where uh, the examples of Jesus don't apply to you. Of course, they apply to you. So if you heard that and you took that in and you said, "Well, I'm good soil," uh, well, it it may be a little bit good soil, but you might got some mixture in there of some stuff, you know, that you shouldn't have, because the most important part of everything we do. Everything we do regardless of your gift and this, this might sound uh really pastory or really uh you know emotional shepherdy but everything we do is based around Jesus promoting Jesus like he he's supposed to be everything uh, it's hard to promote Jesus to everyone as a light you know a light sitting on your desk and for all the world to see uh, if you're not promoting Jesus I mean if there's other things in it it's why people aren't attracted to what we have and then Instead of us checking our heart, you know, checking our heart with a good and virtuous heart, instead of us checking our heart, we just find another teaching. And and we're warned many times, but even Jesus said, take care how you listen. For whoever has to him, more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. I mean, this is strong words. It's a, it's a good wake up. You know, uh, hey, we got to understand that in 2023, you know, there's more technology there's more outreach there's more platforms that people didn't earn on social media there's more self-appointed every walk of ministry uh, you can get licensed flipping a magazine over uh, there's there's people who i guess magazines old now you can probably just get licensed online uh, you can you know there's people who don't be connected to anything there's people that have a spiritual covering that you can never meet people don't believe in spiritual coverings there's people that just uh, lone rangers they go do it and if you would challenge them uh, you'd be religious, you would be this, you'd be that, and, and you know, it's it's very hard uh, for people who aren't really pressing into God and really seeking strong counsel to not get swept up in all this, uh, because, you know, we're human. And so I have, uh, you know, I have men in my life that I can uh, gleam to and I get correction from, and and, and sometimes it's, a, it's, you know, harsh correction, but I need it to stay guided, uh, and so but I wouldn't have to. I mean, there's no real reason outside of making sure Jesus is the center of life and making sure you're the good soil uh, and making sure you take care We what listen to. Uh, no one's going to really check those behind-the-scenes things. Uh, and most people we listen to, we don't really know anything about them. Just we watch them and we like them or we don't like them. Uh, and we see, you know, it's just a small glimpse of who these men and women are and their teachings. And so you say, well I have the word of God in me, but it doesn't work, or it does work but it seems like there's challenges in it. Well, there's only one or two possibilities, you know, that's going on here. One, the word of God doesn't work, and that's impossible to believe. The word of God has to work. It absolutely has to work. Two, it's just not taking root in us. And if it's not taking root in us, we're one of these soils. But who, including myself, would ever want to admit that we're one of these soils. I mean, no. I mean, you know, some I, false humility. Yes, you know, that stuff is what it is. But a genuine saying, man. I, I, just like I don't have things right in my life. I got this. I got that. Not many people with a genuine, not false humility, but a genuine wanting to grow and change for God, uh, will ever really admit those things. Because for the most part, we we feed on teachings that support where we believe we are and paul says it very very plain and blunt in scripture you know, uh, we shouldn't think more of ourselves than we ought to in other words we are where we are our faith level is where our faith level is our understanding is where it is uh, our operation of signs and wonders and gifting is where they are our comprehension of the word of god our ability to preach or teach um, you know the battles in life this is where we are this, this is the reality of where we are. And instead of hearing take you know different teachings and not taking care of what you listen to, we can just skip this and say, I'm the good seed. I'm good soil. But your life reflects that. So you, in other words, you can just say, I'm healthy and I'm fine. And you can go start uh, you know a church in, in, in the state where in Pennsylvania it's not that hard. I think it's a one-page application. You don't really need any evidence of that. You can do a home group. You can do whatever you want it. And, and you can just hear enough teaching to believe that you're good soil. And and believe me, you know, uh, as we grow in the Lord and you listen to your teachings 10, 15 years ago, you think, wow, I'm a little bit different now. But And you'd believe it. So not intentionally, but you could be the the source of giving bad teachings, uh, helping people keep bad soil in other people's lives because you're not whole yet. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're not where you need to be, but you wouldn't know you're not where you need to be. And say, well, I'm going to teach this. Next thing you know, you're building on top of bad soil. And so you're putting more rocks in, in the field. You know what I mean? You're, you're more seed on the wayside. Uh, more worries of the world. And how how do you make sure all this doesn't happen? Well, you know, with uh, everything that's going on and people believe in Jesus returning and all the signs and, uh, you know, the, the government and everything that's going on. You know the conspiracies out there, and it's I'm I'm telling you, it's hard, it's very hard not to get wrapped up in all this. It's very hard uh, to stay grounded in God. It's very hard to look at yourself and say, I read the Word, I preached the Word, and uh, you know, I, and I'm going to live this, and that's enough for me. Uh, I don't need to, you know, be one of these uh, people that do this and do this and do this. It's very hard to submit. It's it's very hard when it seems that uh, the 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 world, the church world, even in that is promote 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 Uh, but jesus said the least of these will be the greatest so so how do you do it like how how do you do it i I don't have a a three-step answer for you i don't have everything figured i couldn't lay it all out for you tonight but just to go back on what i originally said here it's only one or two things it's the word of god isn't true or it's just not taking root in our soil because we're not honest with our soil because we have a lamp and we're covering it, we're putting it under a bed, we're not letting everyone come see it. And people who are come seeing it, maybe they are seeing what you're actually showing them. And maybe you're not listening to what people are telling you. Maybe maybe you're not hearing them. Maybe you're not hearing what they're trying to say to you. And you know, so take care how you listen. Like Take care how you listen. Um, because we want to grow. We want to spiritually grow. We want to be the head. We don't want to be the tail. We want to we want to have more added to us and not taken away. And so, you know, outside of, of making sure that we have those two things, how do you do it? I mean, how do you actually, you know, stay this way? Well, you, you've got to get in a strong, Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-filled church. Now, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> how do you know? How do you find one out? Because uh, everyone says, I know. Uh, but there's a gift of discernment. And and one of the things as I want to leave you with, uh, is the best that I can give you. The best that I can find, I don't have all everything, I told you I don't have the three set, but the best I can give you is Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what Paul said. And so for me in my life, I can only tell you what I do when I look for a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, Holy Spirit, powerful place uh, for me to attend or for men or women to speak into my life. Here's what I do. I look at them as they follow Christ. And what I do, what I mean by that is, I actually look at what they're following. And if they're following Christ, then I want to see all the attributes of Christ in their life. I want to see humility. I want to see submission. I I want to see who they submit to. I want to see who can speak in their life. I want to see who uh, is their spiritual fathers. I want to see who can correct them. Uh, I want to see that they are following the example of Christ. Where Christ said, I only do what the Father does. And they submitted to that, Jesus did. I want to see men and women who submit to God's order, of the, the rank and file of leadership, you would say. Uh, and as they become, you know, once in their life, Timothy's become Paul's, I want to see the Paul's in their life. No matter how old they are, everyone has a Paul, and everyone eventually becomes a Paul and has Timothy's. And so I want to see how they love. I, I mean, they can be the greatest prophetic voice ever. Uh, they can have the greatest healing ministry, uh, but they, they can't be a jerk, you know what I mean? They gotta have the heart of God. And I don't mean in, in personalities. I mean, they got to have the heart of God. Things have to matter to them. They can't just walk away from their callings. They can't uh, have things in their life that don't really line up to Scripture. And I want to give you a couple examples of them. And none of these, uh, by the way, uh, are my mother. She's a great woman. I just want to give you a couple examples over all the years of ministry. I just want to give you a couple years, uh, a couple examples of things to watch out for of who you're listening to. When someone doesn't have accountability in their life that you can actually go and talk to, in other words, um, they're, they're so far away that it's not actually in their life other than through phone calls. Uh, you know, I don't say that's a bad thing necessarily, but there should, there's gotta be at least someone in real life, like in real life that's close to you uh, that we have accountability to. We all have blind spots, I have blind spots, we all do. Uh, and so I've met men over the years who Answered to no one. And if you asked them who they were with, they said, oh, I can't tell you. It's a secret. Uh, and it was very odd to me, you know, that we can't tell people who or is in our life. And so there, there's no way to check past that. And so I would always steer away from that. Uh, I would always steer away from people who told me they had special privileges, special exceptions from God. Uh, they didn't have to do this, or they don't have to love this way, or they were made different. I said, eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that because I don't I don't want to catch that I don't want to wake up one day, uh, where God's trying to convict me of sin. I say no, I have a special exception. I'm I'm exempt from that. I I don't I, I don't want to ever be where Jesus, uh, you know, is not the Lord of my life. And in His example, I, I want to make sure I stay under you know that authority and make sure I don't get to a weird thinking. Uh, I stayed away from people. I met uh, a good bit of them. In my life that were mainly for signs and wonders they were all for the moves of God not the presence of God for the hand of God not his face and people say well if you find his hand you get his face well I value learning intimacy and learning how to soak in God's presence and how to read your Bible and how to pray and how to long for them encounters with him whether he never did anything or not I just preached last week about uh, Elijah in a cave, and he was not in the earthquake, the wind, the fire, and still small voice. God cares about intimacy. He cares about you and him alone. He cares that you value that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I never really connected with guys out there or women out there who everything God told them, they just, blah, everything, you know, just, everything just leaked out of their mouth. They didn't value secrecy or, or uh, you know, intimacy with God as in far as God could share things, and they didn't have to tell everyone. Um, they didn't have to... Make themselves greater than they were by sharing every experience with God. I, I believe there's a, a time in your life with good soul, your heart's right, uh, that you want to keep 90% of what God gives you because you value intimacy. You value that. You want men and women in your life because you you value the gift of God and other people. You want to submit because it just it's natural. Like you can't help it. You just you just want to submit to Godly authority. Uh, you know, I've I've seen people that were all about the government through different presidents and this and that, and God's going to this. Uh, and you know, I understand the importance of that, but I've always wanted men in my life who push God being first, God being the important part. And you know, and and I joke about it, and you know me, I say it a lot. You know, God can use a donkey, so you know, to me, who's in charge doesn't really matter because God can use anyone. I mean, he can use a fish to bring a coin up if he has to. I, I was very blessed to have parents, my mother, my father. Uh, who instilled the word in me really valued the word. And so I, I knew men and women over the years that valued experiences over the word. They were more experiential Christians and word grounded. Uh, and I, I find comfort, I find security, uh, I find groundedness in the word of God. It's the word became flesh, it feeds you, it grows you, I mean, it strengthens you, it divides, cuts through the bone and marrow, sharpening two edged sword. You know, I, I value that and through that, yes, I've seen all kinds of signs and wonders, miracles, deaf ears. I've seen all kinds of things in my life. Uh, but it was always the word of God that was the the base of where it came from, not experience, try to find the word of God. Uh, and I think one of the biggest things for me over all of it and in, in making sure when I listen to someone and and uh, doing all this uh, is I get a check from God. Uh, you know, I don't mean like a check, but I mean like in my spirit, I pray and I ask God, show me, you know, this person not like read their mail, not prophetically, not uh, I want to know everything they've ever done. That's not what I mean. I mean, people make mistakes, people mess up. Uh, I want to see someone who cares more about the speck in their eye than the plank in yours. You know what I mean? Uh, but what I ask God is just show me, is this someone that I'm supposed to be with? Uh, and God would say, yeah, yeah. I mean, or, or he'd say no. And it was very clear. It wasn't no, don't ever talk to the person. It wasn't no, bash the person online. It was just no, they're, they're not for you this time or or Uh, you know in this season Uh, but the ones that he said yes to um, you know when the person challenged me I I didn't I didn't then say God changes mind two weeks later I stuck with it until you know God confirmed uh, it was time to move on and how can I explain to the difference well I'm still friends with all these people and I still talk to them we may not be in ministry as in like linking arms together in the same thing But I'm friends with them. And I mean, I have friendships in ministry 10, 15, 20 years. A good friend of mine, uh, uh, Brian, uh, I've known him forever, Uh, and uh, he was one of the men in my life that helped uh, shape the very beginning of this ministry. I I knew him before I actually had this ministry and and a couple other men, and I'm still friends with them to this day. And you know, that's a sign that God said to be with them, is that you're still friends. We agree on everything. Well, no, we don't agree on everything, but we have different callings. But we're still friends, long-lasting relationships. Now, there's some people uh, that God has removed uh, out of your life, and I believe you know God will restore those things uh, when he's done working on people, and that happens. But when I meet someone who doesn't have long-term uh, friends in ministry or doesn't have that discernment of checking that, and and I hear him say, Oh, well, God told me to go here on Tuesday, and by Thursday, God changed her mind, or they have counsel tell them to go there, then... Uh, they change their mind because they don't like, well, that's not someone that I want to follow because God's not wishy-washy. God's uh, not in the business of changing. In other words, let me explain this to you and I'll get off here because I don't know how long I'm going. I don't have any help tonight, so I don't want to be too long. Uh, but uh, I just want you to know that when God tells you to do something with someone, uh, people say, well, God didn't know that two weeks from now they were going to say something harsh to me. Well, no, God knows all, their whole story all the way to the end. Uh, So he knew where they were when he called David at 13. uh, He knew David would be David all the way up uh, until, you know, uh, David and Bathsheba, and still a man after God's own heart. He knew Moses all the way from the basket, uh, all the way up to uh, the Egyptian guard, all the way to the desert, and all the way back again. And he knew Paul all the way through. and He knew Peter, and he knows me, and he knows you. He knows all of us. So, you know, that grounded maturity in people to say, hey, uh, you know, if God said I'm supposed to be there, I'm going to be there, even if it's not something I agree with. Uh, that's just things that I would look for. And I know this isn't every answer. I don't have them all. Uh, but these are just some good things that you can start looking for in the character nature of people that represent God. Take care who and how you listen and who you're listening to. Like, I can't stress this enough. And, and when I was younger, we didn't have the Internet. So I didn't have this problem. You had to meet a person shake their hand and look in their eye. Uh, and there was something there that really gave you a confidence of who they are. And so I know it's tempting and I know it's very hard to stand against the culture and the grain and everything that's going on. Uh, but we're called to be a light. And you got to remember, lights aren't used where there's already lit. We're, we're called to be a light in dark areas. And we need to make sure that our seed, that the word of God's not going on the wayside. Got to make sure it's not hitting rocks. Got to make sure the thorns aren't coming to get it. And we got to make sure that what we say is good soil is actually good soil. And so I hope you enjoyed the teaching. I don't want to keep going too long, uh, but I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, And uh, next week uh, I'll have some help, so I'll be able to go right here with PFM. But we're getting the hang of it here. Look out for the podcast that's coming. I want to pray with you here uh, in a minute to close up. But thank you very much for all your support and for sharing these videos and our YouTube and everything that's growing. Uh, and thank you for those that are partnering with the ministry we really appreciate it Uh, we can always use your prayers and your financial support so we really appreciate everything you've been doing Uh, the ministry is growing and we're excited about that Uh, if this is your first time listening to me i'm uh, i'm a little controversial maybe i say things maybe other people think but shouldn't but hey you know uh, we're going to be what i believe is a light in this world and i believe uh, that god's got us right now at this time in this generation uh, for what he's doing. So if you're alive now, you're equipped to be here, and so we want to make sure we link arms and press forward in the kingdom of God just to keep, you know, using truth, the power, you know, the signs, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want to keep moving forward with God, and we don't ever want to look back. We want to keep moving forward because the kingdom of God is organic; it keeps moving. We we want to be there with it. So I want to encourage you, if you're in the area, join us Friday at seven. Uh, if you're not in this area, you can join us right here on uh, Facebook, YouTube, depends where you're watching. Uh, we're just going to keep pressing in. Uh, we're going to keep just pushing against uh, the culture and, and the, the spiritual realm that's trying to invade this nation. Uh, we just want to keep preparing ourselves for what God has and keep equipping ourselves for the kingdom work. Uh, we're just going to keep chipping away at the little things that would hold us back. And so, you know, just remember, if, if the word is in you and it's not working the way you want, don't get discouraged, don't get upset. Just evaluate yourself. Look at where you are with God. Look at your heart. He's not mad at you. No one's mad at you. You didn't miss it. Maybe you got bad teaching, wrong teaching. It happens. Just reevaluate and step back and find out where you are. And and I I want to pray with you because it's very easy to get out of these places with God. He's, I mean, he's so good. He'll pick you up out of anything. If it fell on the wayside, just pray and ask God to move you so you can hear the word, the Holy Spirit, to feed you and teach you the word. And if it's on rocky soil... Get God to help you get the rocks out of your soil. And if it's got the thorns, the way of life, just pray and ask. You don't need to you don't need this big miraculous thing. Just pray and ask God to remove the thorns. And if it's, you know, if you think it's good soil but it's not producing, just say, God, that this is good soil. Why why is it not producing? You know, why is it not doing uh, what I know the Word of God can do? And I'm telling you, He's faithful, He'll answer you, He will answer you, and He'll put people in your life. And He'll position you where you need to be so that you can advance and be successful in the kingdom. But God's going to do it God's way, with God's order, uh, God's blueprint and His design. And so, let's not resist it. Let's not fight against it. I know there's a lot of pressure uh, to get away from what we consider old in in, uh, Bible believing, but it's not old. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It'll still be true when you get to heaven. Uh, There'll be the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You'll have authorities and rankings and It'll be a beautiful time of worship and celebration for eternity. For those of you that are saved and those who you are not, we want to get you saved too. And I know I said I was going to close. So, I am. I'm going to pray with you and then we're going to wrap it up so you can join me Friday uh, and I can uh, uh, talk and preach to you some more. So, Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you, Father, for opening your eyes to the, the soil of our heart that you can remove things or, or just let us see it so we can go remove them and have men and women in our life that can help us do it, that we can follow the godly order and make sure we have good teachings. Lord, help our ears to hear what you're saying and our eyes to see what you're saying, that we would see truth, that we'd watch who we listen to and, let, and watch who we let in. Father, we just pray tonight for everyone watching that you would help remove these things as far as the east is from the west from them and that they would never struggle with this again and that their life would start to prove an evidence of that good soil and it would start moving forward. And Lord, for those out there that are preaching these things that aren't of you and just and, and mixtures, God, we pray you would quicken their hearts that you would reach them and that you would straighten their mouths and just let, let the devour stop uh, and move them into a correct position of teaching and preaching your word. Father, we thank you. Uh, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. i got to shut this thing down. Uh, and so uh, God bless you. Really appreciate you being here tonight again. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. God bless, God bless, God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.